0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now let's turn to the issue of safety in cycling because the Road Safety Authority today launched a new campaign calling on motorists to slow down and share the roads safely with people cycling. And there are many good reasons why. Major research has found that between 2016 and 2021, an average of 239 people were seriously injured when cycling each year. Now, just under 10% were hit-and-run incidents. And here's another one that's actually really frightening because for every cycling, cycling fatality during that time, there was an average of 25 serious injuries. And you can imagine what type of injuries they are. They could be, in some cases, life-changing injuries. We're joined by a professional cyclist, Imogen Cotter, who knows what it's like to have been the victim of a van hitting her. She joins us now. Imogen, thank you very much for being with us. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you very much for having me on, um, especially on such an important topic.
0: Yeah. Tell us about your experience, please.
1: Yeah. So um, last year I um, had just signed my first professional contract. So beginning 1st of January 2022, I moved to Girona in northern Spain. Um, And yeah, I I was starting my year off as national champ um, and just really looking forward to my first year of professional racing. And uh, on the 26th of January. So only three weeks into my, into my year, I was out on a normal training ride when, uh, a van driving on the wrong side of the road, um, hit me, at at speed. And, um, yeah, I was thrown up into the air. I came down, hit the windscreen and then fell off the car onto the road and woke up on the side of the road, um, and suffered some really, like you were talking about the, the serious injuries. I suffered, uh, very serious injuries in my knee. Um, I, I ruptured my tendon. It was just I smashed my patella um, and I shattered my wrist as well. And so I needed five surgeries last year. And um, yeah, it, like I'm very happy I can partner up with Skoda and the RSA on this campaign because it's something that for me um, it, it's so meaningful. And and I hope it can make a difference.
0: Do you have any idea of what speed you might have been going at and what speed the van might have been going at when you collided?
1: So, I was at 30 and the van was going between 60 and 70. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a very high speed uh, collision. But it was not a
0: collision of equals.
1: No, no. I, I was, and I, I, if you see the picture of the van, I was very lucky to come away uh, alive, never mind like wor- without worse injuries. I, I really was lucky to survive.
0: Imogen, as it's happening, What's going through your head? Can you remember what was going through your head?
1: I just remember thinking that I was about to die. Um, I saw the van coming towards me and I just thought I'm about to die. And and I just knew I was about to <laughs> have a lot of pain, whatever happened. Um, but actually the first thing I thought when I woke up was I can't believe I'm alive. And I said that out loud. It was the first thing I said. Um but what I remember from the accident is mainly the the noise of hitting the windscreen. It really, it was such a sharp crack. Um, it's something that doesn't leave you when you have an experience like that. It's kind of ingrained.
0: I suppose you're an ex- a relatively experienced cyclist as well. And the problem I think a lot of the time is, is that no matter how careful you are on a bicycle and doing the right things, you still can't legislate for the behaviour of others.
1: Yeah. uh, And that's something that is, you know, that's why these campaigns are so important because we can't control what other people do, but maybe we can encourage better behaviors and and more awareness. And I think there's a really big divide between cyclists and drivers. And I think there's maybe a lot of animosity um, from drivers towards cyclists and drivers who maybe don't see cyclists as human beings. And that's something I'm really trying to get across with this ad campaign is like, you know, we are very vulnerable on the road and it's a scary thing to leave your home and, and hope that you make it home alive. And and I think cyclists, I think drivers look at cyclists and think, oh, that's an object in my way. That's some something that I need to pass because they're making My journey 10 seconds longer. Um, And I really hope that by telling this story and and humanising those accidents and those serious injuries, uh, that maybe we can make a difference.
0: Because I'm anticipating the text messages coming in now to say, well, cyclists bring these things on themselves. If Mm. there weren't cyclists out together in groups blocking the roads, if they were not cycling two and three abreast, we wouldn't have the problems, which Mm. of course is not necessarily the case at all, is it?
1: No, and if you look at my accident, I did everything right. And before, well, I say accident, before the collision, I never, you know, I would have almost made fun of myself for how cautious I was. Um, And on the day of my collision, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was riding on my side of the road um, at a normal speed. I wasn't taking any risks and a driver still overtook and drove into me on my side of the road. So I think that it goes to show that no matter how safe you are, you're still at the mercy of the people in the the steel cubes who are always going to come off better than the vulnerable cyclists on the road.
0: Imogen, it strikes me as well that you were lucky that you didn't suffer any serious head injury or other injuries that could have left you incapacitated.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's something I thank the universe for every day. I really... As soon as I woke up, when I was on the side of the road, I, I said I was happy to be alive. And then I started saying my family's names over and over in my head. I was repeating their phone numbers because the first thing I thought w- of was traumatic brain injury. I, I, really, I really don't know how I came ac- away from it without one. Um, because you see people hitting their heads at far lesser speeds with less impact and having worse injuries in, in their head. Uh, so I was very lucky.
0: You were indeed But what about getting back on the bike? You know, they say when you have a fall, get back on the bike. You clearly weren't able to get back on the bike quickly because of all the injuries to your leg, which required, as you say, five surgeries. But psychologically, how difficult is it to actually get back on the bike and put yourself potentially in harm's way again if you have other motorists behaving in the way that motorists in Spain did?
1: yeah it's a it's a difficult one because I think for me i I was so determined to get back on the bike because it was my job it was my passion it like becoming professional was something I'd worked towards for so long so getting back on the bike was something I was really excited for. but when I did get back on the bike, I think that i i think my behavior as a cyclist has changed um I'm still as safe as I was before and I'm definitely as cautious, but I'm more aware of when drivers are are encroaching on me. And I think this is as, as well something that drivers need to be aware of. Like when a driver comes close to me, I maybe overreact now. Um and I think it's because of the PTSD of, of having such a traumatic accident. And you know, you never know as a driver in your safe vehicle what a cyclist has been through. Um, and again, that's coming back to trying to humanize cyclists. Um and so it was a lot for me to get back on the bike, not just, not just training wise, but getting back into racing, which is, you know, you're, you're cycling in, in a bunch of a hundred, 150 women at speeds of 40 plus kilometers per hour. And I, I had to really, I had to go to therapy, hypnotherapy to really try and, you know, not let my fear paralyze me. Um, and I'm lucky again, that I've been able to get back to, to cycling, to racing. Um, but it was definitely a long road to get there.
0: And Can I ask the person who is responsible for this collision, uh, was he or she ever prosecuted?
1: No, uh, no, there was nothing. No, no penalty points, no prosecution, nothing, um, which was very difficult to deal with. And as well, I've passed that guy, he, he only got his license a month before he he hit me and I've passed him. While I was on my bike, he was just driving in his car. He just repaired the car as normal and he's back out on the road driving um, with no repercussions. So again, that's something I don't know how I can help change something like that. Obviously, that comes into, you know, you're talking about changing the law then. But for me, all I know what I can control is driver's attitude, <laughs> Or trying to change drivers' attitudes. So that's what I'm hoping I can achieve and, and we can achieve with SCOTA and the RSA um, with this campaign.
0: So, this new Road Safety Authority campaign is calling on motorists to slow down and to share the road safely with people who are cycling. Imogen Cotter, thank you very much for taking the time to join us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.